0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Let us read some verses from Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 to 17. Only three verses. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Here in these verses, St. Paul is saying, you need actually to walk circumspectly. And he called those who do not walk circumspectly, as they are fools. Those who are not walking circumspectly, fools, not wise. And he said, redeeming the time. Redeem means to Compromise something to spare or to save something else So if we want to redeem the time The question here, what we should compromise What we should actually sacrifice In order to save the time And the fact that St. Paul told us Redeeming the time Means that the time is something very valuable It is a gift from God Every morning God give us a new day. And as we are a steward on money, for example, we are a steward also on time. How to use it wisely. Then he said the days are evil. What he means by days are evil. Evil around us and also days will pass so quickly and you will find days ended in your life and just you did not use it for the glory of God. Then, for the second time, He confirmed that those who redeem the time are wise. Those who do not redeem the time are not wise. That's why He said, do not be unwise, but understand the will of the Lord is, what the will of the Lord is. So, i like to speak today about redeeming the time, the concept of redeeming the time. Number one, we should know that our life is Trinity centered life a true christian his life should be focused on the holy trinity on god god must be central to all what we do and also god is the strength and the source of strength for all what we do so we get the strength and grace from god and whatever we do we do it also for the glory of god so, our plan must come from Him As St. Paul asked the Lord, What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? So, this actually every morning, God give us one day And the question we ask God, What you want me to do today? What are the activities that you want me to do today? Then, everything we will do Will be for His own glory To glorify God He is the source and he is the good. In order to do that, to to do his will, as Saint Paul said, don't be unwise, but be wise to understand what the will of the Lord is. We need to have also a support system, and the support system is church, is a cloud of witnesses, family, and godly friends. Also, in the concept of redeeming the time, you should know how to sit right priorities and you need to live your life by priorities not by activities you need to live your life by priorities not by activities What do I mean? Sometimes we get involved in activities that are not important and we don't have time for things that are important and should take the first priority. For each one of us, it needs time and prayer in order to set priorities in our life, the right priority. And the biblical order of priorities is biblical order of priorities. As he said in Matthew chapter 6, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be given to you. So number one is my spiritual life. My relationship with God. That's number one priority. Number one priority. Number two priority is my family. That's my number two priority. The third priority is it differs from each one of us, like your job, your study, your health, the time you spend with your friends, that's numbers, all this. And number three, how you reorder things in it, it depends from, yani, on your age depends on many circumstances in our life. So, every day you know that you're going to live this day centered around God, God-centered. Then I'm setting priority for the day. That's are my priorities. Number three, as I told you, you need the grace of God. Mm-hmm. So you need to pray before you begin. Martin Luther said, I have so much to do today. I couldn't possibly do it all without three hours of prayer. I have so much to do today. I couldn't possibly do it all without 3 hours of prayer because sometimes we start our day because we have a lot to do and we start doing this and doing this and doing this without taking time to talk with God but believe me, when you start any project and when you start your day with prayer this will make your day more productive but if we don't get this grace from God then many obstacles will face us and in order to overcome these obstacles, we need the grace of God. That's why I start any project. I start your day always, always with prayer. Then you need to identify your activities. You need to identify your activities and you will actually classify your activities for the day into three types. The first type, lowest priority. Second type, important but not critical third type priority activities that lead to the goal that you want to achieve and maybe you can color code them like uh, the traffic light so the lowest priority will take red color important but not critical yellow color priorities activities that lead to gold green and you need to get a paper and then actually write it down red time activities, yellow time activities, green time activities, write them down. I'm going to tell you why you need to write them down. Because you need to periodically, maybe once a week, to record in detail how you spend your time. It is for people similar to the concept, people who are watching their weight, they record what they eat, or all of us, we record what we spend to balance our budget. In the same way, You need to write down your activities and you need to color code them according to the priorities. Then every week look at how you spend the week, where you stand. Did you spend all the week or most of the time of the week on low priority activity or on the highest priority activity or on the important yet not critical? Why I'm saying this? Sometimes we waste our time without realizing that we are wasting your time. But when you look, for example, if you found last week, you spend a lot of time in red coded activities, then you have problem with time management. Then you are not using your time properly. You are not redeeming your time as St. Paul said, redeems the time. And you need to determine whether you actually kept enough time You reserved enough time for the most important priorities and or not. And let me give you a very important principle here. Time management or redeeming the time is not about how you do more things, but it's about how you do the right things. Again, sometimes people think that time management is mainly about how you do more things. That's why we multitask and we expose ourselves to high risk so I text while I'm driving and I get into car accident at the end it's not about how many things you are doing or how to do more things but it's about how you do the right things and don't let how well you do things dictate your day because you may spend a lot of time to do a very minor task very very well while you are compromising another important task let values dictate what you do the value should dictate what you do so effective time management depends upon your ability to identify what matters most and you do it as well as possible so what matters most and then I will do it as well as possible but if I'm focusing on doing things very well Maybe I waste my time in very, very not important activity to do it very well while I'm wasting uh, or compromising the time of more important. Act- also, in setting priorities, they classify priorities into important and urgent. So there are important and urgent, important, not urgent, urgent, not important, not important, not urgent. Number one and four, all of us, we agree on them. Number one should be important and urgent, and number four not important and and not urgent. But the problem between number two and number three, which one should come number two? Whether they're important or not urgent, uh, important and not urgent, or urgent and not important. Important and not urgent, or urgent and not important. If it is not important, then this sense of urgency is a false sense of urgency. Because it is not important. Some people will, will give you sense of urgency and make you feel guilty if you don't do it. Yeah, some people in their self-gratification, they want everything here and now. And they will push you to do it right now for them. And they will make you feel it is so urgent. You must do it right now. Although maybe in, in your priorities, we have more things that more important than what you need to do right now. So, you always should look for what is the most important things And also, you must control your time Don't let others control your time Live by your own priorities, not by the others' pressure Live by your own priorities, not by others' pressure They pressured the Lord Jesus Christ in Luke chapter 4 and Luke chapter 5 Mm -hmm. To stay with them more days To listen to the word of God But He told them I must go and preach to other uh, villages and to other cities He did not yield to their pressure So, and don't allow others to set your priorities Because you are alone responsible before God On how to use your time And when you respond to what's urgent and not important Then you have a time management problem Because you cannot discern between what's really needs your time right now and you give it just yielding to the pressure of others that's why you need to be time conscious time conscious many people are money conscious but you need to be time conscious time conscious means you ask yourself what is the best use of my time right now right now what is the best use of my time and remember that stewardship When we say we are stewards of God Not only about money But also about our time Time is a gift, is a resource given By God to all of us And we are all entrusted to manage it well Another problem that may face some of us In time management or in redeeming the time is The inability to say no Some people just, they don't say no Or they cannot say no Because they don't want offend anybody, they believe it is not uh, godly if you say no to somebody, if you don't attend here and now to the demands of the people. But you need to remember you control your time and what commitment you take on and many people actually can demand your time and many people can compete for your time. But you need to be selective on what you choose to do and remember you are not a superhero that you can do all things well. If you start actually doing everything people asking you to do, then you will not be able to do them all well. You need actually to know what are the goals for you, for your family, for your life, and stay within these goals. Yes, goals can change over time, but over committing and then not honoring other commitments that are very important in your life is not good it's better to say no if they ask you to commit to so many things and you don't have the time or you're going to compromise your time with God or your family time just to say no be in control of your time when the commitments do not fit within your goals and your available time The right answer should be no Also evaluate your motive Why sometimes we don't say no? Because Satan loves to appeal to our pride Meaning sometimes the message that will get you No one else will do it as well as you And you fall in this trap Because he told you no one else can do it as well as you do Then you take this responsibility upon you Another thing to be able to redeem the time Identify the time wasters in your life. What wastes your time? We waste our time in very small things. And they say we lose minutes before we lose hours. And we lose days before we lose weeks. When the Lord actually fed the multitude from five loaves and two fish, He told them collect the fragments. This concept we can apply it for the time how to make use of gaps between activities. When they collected the fragment, they filled the 12th task. In the same way, the gaps between activities, you can do many, many things in these gaps. Also, you need to ask yourself and to be honest with yourself this question. What I need to let go of? What do I need to let go of? And let me give you some examples of time wasters. Television email, social media, web surfing, gossip, worry, interruptions, daydreams. All these can time wasters. So you need to rationalize and to discern the right balance. Some activities you need to eliminate completely from these time wasters, and some you need to reduce or to pay attention only to what's important. When we speak about money, money is not equal for all. But when we speak about time, time is equal for all, not in terms of how many years I will live, but in terms of every day, how many hours or minutes or seconds do I have. And in money, if you don't spend that amount of money today, you can save it to tomorrow. But this cannot be applied on time. For example, money, you only spend it, you cannot save it. For example, if you don't use two hours a day, you cannot save them to tomorrow. So tomorrow you'll have 26 hours instead of 24. So time lost can never be regained. That's why time is more important than money, because time lost can never be regained. What would you do? Listen to this. What would you do if every morning, a teller from your bank called you and told you that your account has been credited with 86,400 pennies. But the bank has placed a stipulation on it that you had to spend it that day. So no balance will be carried over to the next day. So think about the fantastic things that you could do such a gift. Actually 86,400 pennies are $864. $864 every day. Actually God is crediting each of us every morning with 86,400 seconds each day. And no balance are carried into the next day. Each night erases what we fail to use and what we use unwisely. So no previous day's time can be reclaimed. So you need to use your time wisely because you cannot actually carry it over to the next day. Another thing actually help you to redeem your time is delegation when appropriate. Delegate tasks to others. Moses can read this in in Exodus chapter 18. He started actually to attend to the needs of the people and he spent from the morning until evening just listening to the people. His father-in-law Jethro told him you cannot do this by yourself. You need actually to delegate to others. People who, who want to do everything by themselves Either they don't trust others, that's why they don't delegate, or they want to be in control, that's why they do all things by themselves, or they fall into this pride trap that you will do it better than others. No one will do it as well as you. So delegate when it is appropriate. The Lord Jesus Christ also sent His disciples to preach and heal. That's a form of delegation. He did not say, I am the only preacher. I am the only one who will heal. He gave them the gift of healing. He told them, go, heal the sick. Go cast out demons. Go preach the kingdom to others. Delegation. And also, when there was a problem about the widows of the Gentiles and distributing the daily food, and the, when the widows of the Gentiles were ignored, as we read in Acts chapter 7, the apostles did not take this responsibility for themselves. They said, we ought not to leave the word of God and serve tables. Their priorities was very clear, and how to use their time was very clear. I'm not going to waste my time in serving tables. So, they appointed seven deacons, to be in charge of this responsibility as he trusted them and give them all authority they need. Even when St. Paul in First Corinthians said, God did not send me to baptize, but to preach. He understood his responsibility as an apostle, is to preach and to establish churches and to evangelize. So, he will not do the activities that can be done by priests. God did not send me to baptize, he was. He know very well what is the goal, what is his mission, what is his assignment by the Lord. Maybe somebody, somebody will tell me, but we don't have trained people enough, that's why I do it by myself. You need to invest the time in training and trusting others, and this will lighten your load. And while you train others, you need to instill in them responsibility and confidence. So again you need to write down what tasks that you should delegate to others and instead of doing them by yourself and start immediately delegating others also you need to build some time management systems and operate within them what do i mean you need to organize other things beside your time for example if your desk is not organized or your room is not organized you will waste time looking and searching for things but if you keep your desk or your room or your physical space organized, you will not waste your time looking for things. Also, organize whether your electronic files or your paperwork. So, some people, when you ask them for a certain uh, file, electronic files, so they can get it in, in one second because it's organized. But if it's not organized, you will search for it forever. And that's waste of your time. So don't make it too hard for yourself to follow or to find something. If you are organized in your life, this actually help you in redeeming the time. Also, all of us, when our day is is full with many, many uh, commitments, and sometimes we forget important commitment, then you need actually also to keep to-do list. And this actually will make you focused. And when you color code the to-do list, based on the priorities. This will help you also in setting your priorities and also will give you a sense of accomplishment when you check something off the list. And this sense of accomplishment actually is a motivator. So this will motivate you. You finished five things from the to-do list that you have. Another thing, organize your calendar to be able to remind you with what you need to do every day. Another challenge to redeeming the time is procrastination. It drains our energy. Some people actually, they leave their tasks to just before the deadline. Then you are stra- they are very stressed, and they accomplish under stress. But it drains your energy. Why you don't finish your task immediately? Don't wait until the deadline. And they say, if you look at you, at email, don't say, OK, you read it and then say I will respond later. If you are not going to respond right now, don't read it. If you looked at it right now, then respond to it and get it done. Otherwise, you are wasting your time twice. You're going to read it now and then you will read it again when you reply to it. So that's a waste of your time. So take time to do your task, to do it right the first time yani, you, you, you face. If you don't have time to do it right, right now, then don't open it, don't look at it. Another challenge to redeem the time, when we try to do more than God's will for us. For each one of us, when God created us, He created us for certain tasks. When you take on your plate more than what God wants you to do, then you will feel overwhelmed, out of control, and frustrated. So. Understand your goals, your task, and stay within these goals and tasks. If you have like a big project or a big book to study, big like exam, try to break it down into small sections, and then try to schedule time in order to do or to study or to read or to finish this ta- small task. So, when you have five or ten minutes. Just do one or fill this gap by one of these small tasks. And when you return to the task over and over, then you will find the task is progressing. This sense of accomplishment will help you. There is a story in the paradise of monks about an elder asking a young novice to clean a huge area of of grass. So, he looked at it, and he found this area is very, very big. So, he started to worry how many days, how many weeks, how many months to finish this area. So, every day goes, he disca- is discouraged and does nothing. So, the elder found after one week, he did nothing. So, he told him, what about every day you clean area that's enough for you to uh, sleep in it? So he said, that's easy. So every day start to clean a certain area that's enough for him to sleep in. Next day he cleaned another area, Third day he cleaned another area. After one week he found big area was clean. This motivated him and he started to clean over and over and he finished the task more than what he expected. And studying when I know I have all this book to study. So this in itself can discourage you. And you can apply the same in your spiritual life. You need actually to climb the ladder step by step. And you will progress spiritually. Time management also doesn't mean. You work 24 hours every day. Because you need to relax and rest. Relaxation is not wasted time. Relaxation is not wasted time. The Lord told us don't labor for the food that perishes. But labor for the food that leads to eternal life. But in Mark 6, verse thirty and 31, you will find something, maybe for the first impression, it is against the teaching of the Lord, don't labor for the food that perishes. We read Mark 6, verse 3, Then the apostles gathered to Jesus and told Him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. And He said to them, Come aside by yourself to a deserted place, Place like this and rest away. For there were many coming and going and they did not even have time to eat. So the Lord told them, There are many, many people around us. No. Let's go aside into area void of people to rest and to eat something. Is it against his teaching don't labor for the food that perishes? Definitely not. Because relaxing, resting, this will renew your energy. So, when you relax, when you rest, this is not wasted time. And the Lord gave us the example of the Sabbath. He rested on the Sabbath day and He asked us to rest on... Sabbath means rest, by the way. In Hebrew means rest. Also, sometimes in order to do more, we compromise our sleep time. But don't compromise your sleep time. Again, you need actually to sleep well, in order actually to operate and to function well. Let me conclude with a story. The story says, a philosophy professor stood before his class and had some items in front of him. When class began, wordlessly, he picked up a large empty mayonnaise jar and proceeded to fill it with rocks. Each one was two inches in diameter. Then he asked the student if the jar was full. All of them agreed that it is full. So the professor picked up a box of pebbles and poured them into the jar, and he shook the jar light. The pebbles, of course, rolled into the open area before the rock, and the student laughed because he said it was full. The professor picked up a box of sand and poured it into the jar. Of course, the sand filled everything else. Now, the professor said, I want you to recognize that this is your life. The rocks are the important things, your spiritual life, your family, your spouse, your health. Anything that is so important to you that if we're lost, you will be destroyed. The pebbles are other things that matter, like your job, your house, your car. And the sand is everything else, the smallest stuff. If you put the sand into the jar first, then there is no room for the people and definitely no room for the rocks. The same goes for your life. If you spend all your energy and time on the small stuff, you will never have room for the things that are important to you. Pay attention to the things that are critical to your happiness. Play with your children. Take time to get medical checks up. There will be always time to go to work, to clean the house, give dinner party and fix the disposal. That's the small thing. Take care of the rocks first. The things that really matter, set your priority right. The risk is just sand. So we need actually to take care of what's important first, and then what's less important, what small things, definitely you will find time for them. I hope by now the concept of redeeming the time and how to set priorities right is clear in our mind. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.